0: CG, what do you think people who, let's just say, are starting out in business development or maybe have been in it for a while, but don't have a great success rate, get wrong. What do you think are some of the bigger takeaways that you have learned over the years that have led to your success as a chief growth officer?
1: I would say, I say this to my team as well, especially those new into the game. And actually even those who are experienced as well, that in at least the culture of my agency and what we do, it's take that consultative approach to selling. I think that typical sales bravado type thing doesn't always work because I think what clients are looking for is someone who can guide them through their challenge. And I think that's our role. We are, we are that initial person who can help them with their challenge. So take a consultative approach to selling, do the softer skills of sales, win the trust of clients and bring them on board and gain their respect. Because I think sometimes sales is seen as a bit of a dirty word and people see sales and they get put off. But actually, if you look at it, the role of a salesperson is to help you understand how the agency can solve your challenges. And you do that by listening to what their challenges are, being able to communicate that back to them, but with solutions. Because the solutions that a team implement but your job as a salesperson actually to give them some value, that they will then trust you and select you as an agency moving forward.
0: So, is it more listening?
1: Yes, listen. Listen is listen, listen, more listening, less talking. Getting into a sales meeting or a meeting with a client, and the first thing you're doing isn't starting a presentation about you. I'd always have a presentation ready, but I'd much rather hear from the client for the first. 30, 40 minutes of a meeting, or even if a whole meeting is just talking about the client's their challenges. That's what I prefer because you get so much more out of the client's mouth than if you're just talking. You end, a lot of salespeople probably start by opening presentation, talk about the agency for 30 minutes, and then the client doesn't have much time to talk about their own challenge. And it's we need, we need to flip that on its head. We need to turn it around the other way. Find out what the client's problems are. But talk about how your agency can solve it, not talk about your agency and hope that, you know, all the things that you're throwing at the client, something will stick and they go, yes, we'll hire you for that. So that's kind of my approach.
0: You mentioned in our Espresso Shots interview, and by the way, check out show notes to see if CG's Espresso Shots episode has already dropped. But you mentioned during pitches the importance of telling a story. Could you elaborate on that?
1: Storytelling is important i think us as humans we all connect with stories if you think about your friendships and you think about people you know what is it that kind of tends to bring people together and it's those stories it's like those tales of something happening and then something happening next and the solution and i think when it comes to sales a good way to make the client picture what you're trying to do it's through storytelling. A pitch for me has a, like a story, has a begin, made to an end. I think part of that beginning is actually the context. So again, it's not talking about you as an agency. That's kind of at the end of the story. The beginning is actually talking about the context in which the client's problem or their challenge exists. You then get into what could potentially happen if that challenge isn't resolved, or what actually would happen when the challenge is resolved. Again, it differs depending on the client. Really great book I'd recommend. A little side note is a book called "The Hidden Agenda" by Kevin Allen. Really fascinating book about understanding what the client really wants and needs behind their brief. Once you understand who your client is, and I'm not talking about the company, I'm talking about the person you're speaking to, you then adjust the story accordingly. So it could be more about what success looks like, but it could also be what does failure look like and how do we avoid that? So you've ask the first kind of part about storytelling, you then talk about what the solution is. That solution, again, not really talk about you as an agency, we're talking about from a digital perspective, what does that look like? Why is it important that you get to the heart of what your users' needs are? And when you do understand what your users want and need, how will that elevate you as a business? And that's when you can then bring in stuff about the agency. So great is there's an agency that can help you with that. It's it's us, it's CyberDuck. And you bring in social proof as well. You, you tell stories from other clients and their challenges and how you resolve their challenges. And you pick the examples that relate closely to that of a person you're speaking to, and you show what successes look like for them, that kind of gives them the full picture. So you're still selling the agency, you're still selling what you do, but actually it's coming from a more consultative approach where you are first of all discuss the client's challenges and needs, and it becomes hopefully more conversational because what you really want when you talk about those challenges and needs are either for them to have identified that themselves and go and be nodding along with you going, "Yeah, we've experienced that, or for them to just... Pause for a second and think, because that like you've, you've taught them something new that we maybe didn't know about their own challenge. And I think when you have either of those interactions, you know you're, you're you're in a good position to you know bring that client on board.
0: During our Espresso Shots interview, and I was asking you what the best part of being in this yeah. space is. You said winning pictures
1: yeah Yeah, exactly
0: can you tell when you've got them sometimes
1: sometimes not i tell you what it is harder over zoom (laughs) when i've been in pictures over the last year where not everyone has their camera on and it's harder to create that same it's it's harder to replicate that energy you have in the room where you can look people in the eye you can direct certain points to certain people now you're talking at a screen and even now talking to you i know my camera's up here but it's quite off-putting to be staring directly into the camera instead of looking at the person. So there's always some kind of dynamics that change, but you sometimes get a really good feeling when that chemistry is right with a client. And ultimately, that's what you're looking for. Again, for me, it's all about chemistry because we're not winning a client just to get numbers on our balance sheet and say, yeah, we've hit our revenue target. Once we win the client, that's when the relationship actually starts. So it can't be built on lies <laughs> to start with. You have to be honest. If they're not the right client for you, you need to find that out during those initial interactions because it's better to identify that and move on. And actually there are times that I've gone and said, we're not a good fit. I think that's empowering in a way. And there's a fear as a salesperson that you may not get like, you know, you need every opportunity that comes in, but it's so, it's so much more empowering when you're utilizing your time effectively on the leads and the clients that, you know, are a good fit for your business. And, by the time you get to the pitch, you should have already started building up those relationships to a point where when you get into a pitch, you have a confidence that you're going to win. Something else I always tell my team is if we don't have the inside track, someone else does. So it's really important to build up to the pitch to build up that relationship with the prospect, to ask questions, be inquisitive, and where, where possible to disrupt that process too. Sometimes I we'll have a set process, this is how we need to do things. If you can find ways to disrupt that, that often puts you in a better position because so while everyone else is following the rules, you're, you've you created a separate lane for yourself. you stood out. So that's another thing I kind of challenge my team. Like I always say to them, how can we disrupt this process? How What can we do that will make us stand out separately? And not in a negative disruptive way, but more in a, this agency a bit different. Because I can imagine, I've never been on the client side of the table, but sitting and listening to five or six agencies talk about probably similar things it's probably tiresome, right so you need to do something that makes you stand out
0: thanks for tuning in to this k cup mini episode of time for coffee if you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation please check out the show notes for this episode